Now I'm going to release you into your destiny. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought my destiny was to certainly be an educator, I, and I still do that, but that was going to be my, my main focus. Uh, you know, I wanted to do other things in life, but he said, I'm going to release you into your destiny. I didn't know what that exactly was going to entail. Mm-hmm. And then he said, start writing. Welcome to the Radiant Pearl Living Podcast, where you will hear fearless stories to nurture your dreams and inspire you to live a radiant lifestyle you love. Now, here is your host, Stacey Zand. Hello and welcome to episode 26, where the idea of your story matters continues with this interview featuring Daniel Grant, a minister of the gospel author, wife, and mother of three who shares her life's purpose and how God led her to just start writing. She shares her incredible story along with revelations that has led her to impact lives with her words and beyond. Let me just say, I love how she breaks down what setback is all about and the editing process. I know you're going to enjoy hearing her testimony and what she has to share when it comes to the power of reading reaching one and finding your purpose and passion. Remember to stick around till the very end where I'm going to share with you radiant takeaways that you can use on your journey to living a radiant life you love. Today's episode is brought to you by the Fearless Creator Artistic Project, sponsored by Fulton County Arts and Culture to provide a space where there will be ongoing compilation of opportunities to meet online, learn, share, and enjoy art. The first workshop of the series begins next Monday on November the 9th. This workshop series will serve as a respite and encouragement to those who wish to participate and write well in community. Learn more at thefearlesscreator.com slash writing well or text writing well to 66866. Everything we discuss in this episode, including the show notes, can be found at radiantpearlliving.com slash episode 26. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to have with me here today, Daniel Grant, and I'm so excited for the wisdom she's going to share with you all, those of you watching live or those of you listening on the podcast, just to share a little bit about who we have here before us today. She is an author, Trajectory, a Journey to Transformation, One Week Devotional. She's the host of That's All Devotionals. She is a co-host of The Principles and Promises of God on NEC. TN, that is New England Christian Television Network. She is the host of the Truth Talk Show on NECTN, Facebook, and IG. She's an educator and she's a wife and mother of three children. I'm so excited to have her here with me today. And I know that you're going to be blessed by hearing her story and what it is that she's been able to learn and glean in the package of a book. Danielle, go ahead and greet our audience. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I am Danielle, and thank you, Stacy, for having me on this platform. And uh, just looking forward to the conversation that we are going to have. And just want to give God thanks for this opportunity and uh, see what we're going to accomplish today. So again, thank you so much for having me. It's it's truly a delight to be here. Yay, Danielle. So I want to go ahead and jump right in to how did you find your purpose? 
How did I find my purpose? A really good question. I believe I found my purpose and I am still discovering my purpose through the ashes of my life. I have learned not to discard my ashes. And so it's within that that I found the beauty and the purpose for which God has called me to. And so again, I found it and I'm still discovering what it is. And again, it's through the ashes of of my life, certainly. Beautiful. So I know you talk about, you know, you're still going through that journey. And it's such a beautiful thing to know that we're always growing and we're always getting to what we like to say, higher heights and deeper depths um, in our faith walk as Christians. So as you are continually discovering your purpose, you know, what would you say is your passion right now? My passion uh, definitely is to influence as many people as possible, but the caveat is one person at a time. I am really not into the crowd per se or to, I know some people are going after a limit or or a maximum. I'm not, that's not what I want to do. I want to influence persons one at a time because I truly believe that if I influence one person, that one person can influence 10 and that 10 can influence 100 that hundred can influence a thousand. And so I believe that every life that I touch will impact somebody else. And so that is how I'm really going about what I'm doing is just trying to influence one person at a time. Wow. That's beautiful. You know, when you were talking, I thought of the imagery yes. of each one reach one. Yes. I don't know if you know that song, <laughs> but as a, as a young girl growing up, that was a very popular song that I would sing. And it's just so incredible to hear you yes. say that because yes, you hit the nail on the head, especially that idea of influencer, such a popular notion right now. Mm-hmm. And the idea that you're trying to reach the masses, especially we are people of faith and we want to reach, especially with social media, with all the platforms that you're on. It's incredible that you say (laughs) that. Just recognizing the importance and the power of one. One. One soul. Go ahead and talk a little bit deeper on that because you're a soul winner. You're a a minister of the word too. So let's talk about the power of one and that soul. Uh, I try. I try my best uh, with the help of God. Something that I have done in the last several months is that I'm, I'm really intent about studying the life of Jesus and his ministry when he was on earth. And this is the reason why I've come to the place that I am right now is trying to, again, Yes, I want to reach the masses, but there was something that he did that I that I discovered after reading about his life and his ministry, that even though the crowd would follow him, he was not so keen on the crowd per se. He was always keen on that one person. Is the woman with the issue of blood. It is Zacchaeus who was in the tree. He was always looking for one person, the woman at the well. And when he touched their lives, They went ahead and they impacted other lives. And so that is what I discovered. And and, and other things, that's one thing I've discovered in his ministry that was so unique. The crowds follow him because he touched one life at a time. Wow, that's powerful. And even thinking about how that one person was able to impact so many others. It was through that testimony 
of that encounter with Christ, right? right? And so it's like that same concept of each one reach one and how that multiplies that effect of what God is able to do with just one and with a little bit, how he's able to make so much out of it. And so you're replicating that same process. That's awesome. For example, for example, the, the, the woman at the well, after he had an encounter with her or she had an encounter with him, rather, she went and said, come see a man who told me all these things yeah. about myself. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't have to necessarily do the work. He didn't necessarily have to do all the work. All he had to do was to come in contact with somebody or somebody coming in contact with him. And then they will propagate the message easily. Yes. Yes. Ah, oh, I love it. The testimony mm-hmm. and yes. how powerful that is. So yes. because you are so focused And you are reaching really, in essence, the masses, social media, so many different ways. I had the pleasure of being a guest on your show. And it's just so... You are hit, by the way. Oh my gosh. God is so good. To God be the glory. And so how do you go about planning for the kind of life you want to live with all the responsibilities that you have and still having the mission that you have in the forefront of reaching one? Yeah, it's really what has changed in my trajectory is beyond my purpose. It's, it's prayer. Prayer has really redirected everything in my life. Uh, certainly when you're growing up, as I was growing up as a girl, I had plans. I had dreams. I had vision just like everybody else. But prayer has somehow redirected some of that. And I, I've learned to just really release or surrender some of those things that I dreamt of doing to fulfill the ultimate purpose that God has for my life. Was it easy to do that? Was it easy to abandon certain things? It surely wasn't. But I've learned over the last the last several months that you know what? It's best if I acquiesce to the plan and will of God. And because I have allowed him through prayer to do that, I find where my steps are certainly are ordered by the Lord. There are certain things I don't have to fight about or necessarily fuss about. They just come into place. And also, I talk about focus. I don't know how. I don't know how I'm doing it. (laughs) I think it's just the hand of God and the season. And this is very, very critical that I will tell individuals that you have to discern the season that you're in. You have to discern that this is where God wants you to be. And once you recognize where God wants you to be, then everything will fall into place. Are there going to be trials? There certainly are going to be trials because through the process, God is still trying to edit certain things in your life. But once you understand, once you discern the season, everything will come into play. And certainly what is meant for bad will ultimately come for good. So that is how I focus is through prayer. God, what is it that you want to do? And as soon as I discover that, that's what I go after. Nothing else. Uh, People will say things and they will, you know, they will insert their thoughts and their ideas. But once I've heard clearly and distinctly, that's what I go after. Wow. So even that idea that you pointed out of seasons, recognizing the season that you're in helps to guide what you're going to focus on. And of course, you you hear audibly from the Lord because you have that relationship and that communication line open through prayer. You know, that's so powerful. I know those, there are people who are listening and they're wondering, how can I 
flow in my purpose? How can I recognize and see what it is that I need to be doing in this particular season and place that I'm in? And simply really having that relationship, making that a priority and praying to God will make all the difference. And it's incredible what you can achieve as you've achieved. So take us through that journey of writing, even the devotional that has impacted so many. And you talk about the trajectory and so much wisdom there. How did you get to a place where you're able to compile it and publish it into a, into a book? So I am an introvert and uh, many people don't believe that I am, but I really am. I like my own company. I like being by myself. I was going through some things in my life and I really wanted divine healing. I was encountering things from my past that I thought that was crippling me. I was doing great things in the eyes of others, but internally there was a battle going on and I wanted to reconcile with my past, meaning my childhood. And so I was praying and just asking God to help me um, because I, I didn't want to be a delight in the eyes of others. I wanted to be a delight in the eyes of God. And so I knew internally what those battles were. And so God somehow just said, just told me, pack my bags figuratively and we're going on a journey. Mm. And I want to tell you something, Stacey, it was, it was the journey of a lifetime. (laughs) It's ups and it's down. And there are times when I just wanted to quit. And I was like, what did I ask for? And as a result of that long story short, he asked me to go on social media to do a 10 days devotional <laughs> talking about uh, trajectory. And I obviously I contemplated because it was not something that I found comfort with doing. I took a leap of faith and I did it. And to my surprise, it was a phenomenon. And I was like, my goodness. And so After doing that live, he said to me, now I'm going to release you into your destiny. Mm. Now, I thought my destiny was to certainly be an educator, and I still do that, but that was going to be my my main focus. Uh, You know, I wanted to do other things in life, but he said, I'm going to release you into your destiny. I didn't know what that exactly was going to entail. Mm. And then he said, start writing. And then I started writing. And I don't think I'm the best writer around. I'll tell you that right now. I don't think there are many other brilliant writers around. But I've come to know that, you know what? I'm not in competition with anybody else. I'm in competition with myself and what the the assignment that God has given me. And so I just began to write and I began to write. And I got an editor because that's what editors are for, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they correct your your grammar and your and all these kind of stuff. So I said, okay, I'll do my part and they'll they'll do their part. They'll make me look good. And so that's what I did. And God allowed me to, oh my goodness, finish that book. And again, to my surprise, it just opened a whole lot of doors that were there, but he wanted me to accomplish this task mm-hmm. for them to be flung open. And so as you talk about seasons earlier, is that sometimes there are seasons of preparation. Many times people just look to seasons of harvest, mm. but there, there, there has to be, and you have to become comfortable with the season of preparation and planting the seeds. Nobody knew I was doing this. 
it was just between God and I, and I was just doing my own thing in the background, just planting the seeds, just doing what I'm doing. And then the season of harvest came and many doors opened. I got to go out to speak to, to many audiences that I have visited in the past, but now I was one of their speakers. And so this is what God has allowed me to do just with this one book, talking about one. Yes, yes. <laughs> one book just opened up so many doors. And I'm simply grateful and thankful for what he has allowed to happen as a result. I'm so glad that you listened to the voice of God, you know, first being at a place where you could hear his voice and then being obedient. People don't realize the process and the steps that you have to go through in order to birth the promise Mm -hmm. and what it is that, you know, he has truly given you, as you mentioned, that key word as your destiny. So there is so much that you do have to consider and do just to make sure that you continue to stay on that track and that path that God has for you. And it's as simple as just, as you mentioned earlier, taking the time out to pray and seek after direction. And I know you're such a joyful person. You're always, you're smiling and it's such a comfort to (laughs) everyone that you normally interact with, with, you know, what you do with your shows. And I want to ask you, how do you overcome some of the setbacks and maybe disappointments that you have had to encounter in your life when God gave you a vision and a specific thing, you know, a purpose that he showed you that you needed to fulfill. Take us through how you overcame that. I know that's going to to minister to someone listening. I can tell you about the genesis of how I used to handle setbacks. I would literally question God and I would be frustrated and I would just be miserable and obviously thought I heard a mist and it was not a pretty sight internally. Uh, Because I'm an introvert, I wasn't the kind of person that will, you know, behave unseemingly on the outside, but oh my God, on the inside, I was a wreck (laughs) and I just couldn't understand or fathom why did I think I heard and I'm, I'm experiencing these, these setbacks. But over time, over time, it it comes with time. Over time, I've discovered that setbacks are the will of God. I know there's a cliche out there that says for every setback, there's a comeback. (laughs) I have since discovered that's not what God really wants to do in setbacks. It's not just to catapult you for a comeback. What God is doing in those moments that we classify as as setbacks, he's actually editing, editing the purpose, editing the destiny, editing the future of our lives. But it really takes someone with a mindset to acquiesce to what God is doing to understand, because I'm telling you, he will start us out. But because of the circumstances that surrounds us day by day, the things that we're bombarded by day by day, because he begins to understand our heart, because sometimes we start out very humbly and we're just on this ride and and God could trust us. But after a while, when we begin to blow up, our heart begins to change. You know, our mindset begins to change. We think that we're the cat's meow and the dog's bow wow. You know, we think that we're all that. And many of us don't want to admit that. So sometimes he puts us back. Not to, not to necessarily cause us to fulfill the purpose and the vision. He caused the derailment to edit us, to remind us of where we're coming from. 
And when we begin to understand where we're coming from and, and really said, you know what? I was getting a little bit puffed up. I was getting a little bit too proud. I was getting, I was getting ahead of myself because when we get to a certain place, we no longer seek after him. We no longer need his instruction. So he said, oh, okay. So you think you got this. Mm-mm. Let me remove all the things that you think that you need. And let me remove all these, the people that you think are doing this for you. Let me remove them. Wow. And so you can see, that's what setbacks is all about, is you have to think about, I'm getting a little bit puffed up here. I'm getting a little bit beyond myself. And so he caused that to happen. And it takes honesty to come to that place to say, you know what? I am. I was. And once you come to that place and you humble yourself, then God will begin to start the process of, again. So that's what I've learned because there were moments in my life, if I, will, if I will be honest with you, there were moments in my life when I achieved certain things and I, I didn't say it expressly out, but there's a part of me that says, I'm getting somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're starting to know who I am and God had to put a halt on certain things. And so since I've learned that, honey, over several years, where I am right now, I tell people this all the time. Listen, I'm just Danielle and I'm just trying to do his will. It doesn't matter where he puts me, where he placed me. I said, I want to keep the same humility yeah. that I started out with. So that's how I handle that. It's not about me. It's all about him. Yes, yes. It's such a powerful message. I really appreciate that perspective because I don't think anyone has really been able to pull out that idea of how a setback can really be an editing process in your journey of who you should become and what God wants to do through you. And I think that's a message that everyone who is going somewhere can really receive It's amazing because sometimes you do hear people say, and this actually became a habit for me growing up, where when people would say, oh my gosh, that was so anointed. That was such a blessing. And and I I would just automatically say to God, be the glory. And Mm -hmm. sometimes we can do things out of habit and say things out of habit and not realize that we are we really being as sincere about what we're saying and who we are ascribing those words to and so yeah it really does and i can sincerely see and feel that and now that you're sharing that story with me there's a difference between just saying it and actually living it and breathing it and really proclaiming it correct Correct. And if there's one thing else I would add to that is that many times when we hear the word edit, we always think about something being taken away. Mm. We never we never look at it in its true definition and understand that in the editing process, when you're writing, there are things that are being added as well Mm. and has the favor of what's written. And so it's the same thing with God is that he doesn't always puts us in that setback to take things away right puts us in that editing room to enhance because yes. he know he now knows that you're going to need new skills yeah you're going to you're going to need new vocabulary you're going to have to know how to work a certain room and so he puts you in these moments to uplift your life and to cause you to go study some more to go read some more yes. you know because yes. he's he wants to put you in a room where when you're in there you can match 
what's being offered. And so editing doesn't always mean a takeaway, but to uplift you as well, to prepare you for what is to come. Yes. Oh, preparation is key. I love that, Danielle. You know, I really do believe what you're sharing right now, just being able to realize that we are a progress and recognizing first and foremost that it is not in and of ourselves, but then we're able to truly embrace that season and that moment, right, of preparation, of that pruning that has to happen so that we are ready and we are able to maneuver because we always hear the higher you go, the harder the fall. And God wants to prepare us so that we are not putting ourselves in harm's way or danger because he cares about us. He has good things for us. So, so beautiful. So I want you to tell us a little bit about what kind of journey are you taking people through with the book that you have written? And you've already kind of touched on a little bit. If you want to talk a little bit more about some of the key points or one in the book that we just mentioned or the one that you're currently working on that will be released soon. (laughs) I want to encourage you in this moment to access your workbook and not to miss the opportunity to join us live as November this month beckons us to be in a state of thanksgiving. This is just what you need to begin your journey to writing well this season for yourself, loved ones, or your community. You decide who you will share your story with so they can receive what you are conveying with words well written. Think how far you wish your story could go and who will eventually read your story in its varied form, whether it's a journal or in a book format or a handwritten letter for the holidays, a blog, caption that you're writing or a social media post. Get the framework, guide, and intentional community to show up for yourself consistently in the exciting ways shared in this workshop. Writing well. Learn more at thefearlesscreator.com slash writing well or text writing well to 66866. Now let's get back to the show. Uh, one of the first book, one of the things in the trajectory, um, A Journey to Transformation, one of like my favorite chapters is actually the first one. Quit making excuses for your dysfunction, rather. One of my favorites. I started out with that because so many people in their lives are making excuses for the deformities that are in their lives. They're defining themselves by the trauma that occurred to them. For me, it was my fishers were stolen. I brought them from a mighty long way back from Jamaica. I went on a school trip and came home with them, preserved them so that they would stay fresh. And then they were taken away. And I said to myself when that occurred at 14 years old, that no one was going to take anything from me again. I had no idea what I was saying in those moments that I was harboring uh, selfishness and pride to enter into my life unknowingly. And so when I started to grow up and I became a Christian, it still was a part of me and it affected other areas in my life uh, because I didn't want to necessarily give away anything or I didn't want anybody to take anything from me. Things were just personal for me, it was a touchy thing. I was, I, I was selfish and people would ask me to do things. I'll tell them straight up, no. And because 
this thing was so embedded. And then I started to define myself by my selfishness. Well, well, that's, you know, that's who I am, you know, take it or leave it. And I started to have this attitude. And, um, but I knew deep down on the inside of me though, I didn't want to be like that. And everybody else, the, the, the thing with this function is that it's not only you that defined yourself by them. Other people start to define you by these dysfunction. Well, you know, that's how she is. She has a bad attitude. She's mean. She's this, she's that. When I, again, on this journey, it's like God saying, you can't be like that, honey, and be anything that you desire to be. And so it's one of the highlights. And a lot, a lot of people who have read the book always call me about that first <laughs> chapter and how it has really helped them to really come face to face with the things that they're defining themselves by. I know trauma is real, but that's not who you are. I know some of the pain that you go through, they're real, but that's not who you are. I know the hurt that people has inflicted on you and really caused you to, to say some things and to even walk a certain way. But I want to tell you, that's not who you are. It happened to you, but that's not who you are. Because wow. something deep down on the inside of you, you know, wants to emerge. And I want to say, give that room to grow. Give it room to grow. Let that thing, the thing that you really want to become, let it blossom and shock some people. Shock some people. And so after I walked out of selfishness, I'm not telling you that I'm not tempted to go back down that road because mm -hmm. I have to make a conscious decision every time I'm confronted to be selfless you know, or to just be kind, I have to make a decision. Daniel, do you want to go back down the old road or do you want to go to stay at the, the level or climb higher? It's sometimes it's a daily decision and sometimes I'm tested monthly <laughs> because, you know, once you emerge out of certain dysfunctions, you're going to be tried by them because it was your crutch. It was your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And so do you want to be comfortable or do you want to grow? And I have to make that decision <laughs> a lot of times. And I determine that I, I want to grow. I don't want to go back there. One of the other highlights in that book is keep the change for me. The message I got years ago when I was speaking about keeping the change. And it's so often that many times God will do certain things in our lives. And we, glean, we get certain successes in our lives. And what we do, we live in the moment and then we discard what God has done for us and we don't hold on to it. And when you get something precious, when you, when you emerge from, from pain and trauma and hurt and, and certain things that has really affected your life and, and you come out on top, you have to hold on to it. You cannot let it go. You have mm. to keep the change. Yes. And is it hard to keep change? I mean, think about it just even money wise, you know, right. these are things that we, we discard, you know, we, many people just throw them in a piggy bank somewhere, you know, wherever it goes or some, somewhere in our purses. We don't, re we don't really pay keen attention to them. And so that's how he gave me the message that you can't discard change. You have to keep it. You have to be intent about keeping it. And if that means, you know, especially when we talk about currency, if that means I have to go to, to the bank and change it out for some hard dollars, well, that's what I'm going to do. I have to hold on to it. 
I have to hold on to everything that God has done for me. And so those are the two highlights in the book. This new book that is coming up is called On the Journey, which I hope to release in November. I really, again, talking about never arriving and I never want to arrive. I always want to be on a path where I am growing and excelling in my life, ministry, my family, all over. But there was something that I thought, Stacy, that I was healed from. It's something I never talked about. And um, it, it, it was a trauma that happened to me as a child. And I thought I was over it. And unfortunately, I wasn't. Mm. Not because you don't talk about it doesn't mean that it doesn't affect you. Mm. And it's not going to affect you. And it it became a sore spot when something happened. I don't want to necessarily give it away. Right, a right. A spot came up when something happened. And he said, I, I could, I, I literally heard him say, we're going to, we're going to continue the healing process. And I literally mm. cried. I cried, I feel the tears coming out. I literally cried. And I said, I, I, I'm over this. I, I, and, he, and he said, no, you're not over it. You're not over it. And um, I said, yes, I am. I am. It's done. It's over. It happened, what, what, 13, when I was 12, 13 years old, I'm over it. I'm 30 something now. I said, no, you're not. Because every time you hear that name, it brings up a sore spot. Mm. It, it, something, something numb gets inside of you. And I said, all right, all right. And I had to face it. I had to face it. It's, it, it was hard. It, it, it really, really was hard. And it took me several months. And I share that trauma in the book. And I, I would want to say to those when it's released that it doesn't matter what you've gone through in your life or what has happened to you in your early days. I'm telling you that God can heal it. Yes. He identify it. And he wants you to be identified in your life. That means he, there's something there and he wants to heal it and he can heal yes. it. And so that is a path that I had to go on and I had to come face to face with it. And I could say truly now, I know the true definition of what forgiveness is truly all about as a result of continuing on this particular journey that God had and has for me. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, Danielle, I want to thank you. Yes. <laughs> I want to thank you for being so transparent from the very first book and what you started and you led and, you know, people through the journey from the very beginning of this particular interview, just being transparent about your desires and what you are called to do. And then even in the book that you've written, I'm seeing that there is a continuous thread of transparency and your book has become a collection of sermons to a degree, you know, you've lived it and you're sharing it and it's helping yeah. others. Mm -hmm. And so I want to encourage you and our listeners, you know, really, if you are going through any time or period in your life where you're wondering, are people real? Are people who share the word of God, preach the word of God, are they real? You don't have to look any further. The idea of transparency begins with hearing the stories and recognizing that you're not alone and 
I want to encourage you, take the time to read these books and the devotionals. All of them are meant to help and to encourage you on your journey. I I didn't even know that was the name of the other book, On the Journey. It's just perfect. And if you're dealing with unforgiveness in your heart and you're still trying to overcome, these are all resources and ways that you're able to get there, get to that place of complete deliverance and healing in your life so that you can fulfill fill your purpose and calling Mm -hmm. and destiny. Mm -hmm. And I want to thank you so much, Danielle. Mm -hmm. You've shared so much wisdom. I normally Mm -hmm. ask people to share their words of wisdom. And I'm going to ask you to share how people can connect with you online. But before I do that, I just Mm -hmm. feel led for you to pray over our listeners, Mm -hmm. you know, as a person who ministers also the word of the Lord in book format, as well as auditory, you know, you share it across multiple platforms Mm -hmm. and churches. And it's just such an incredible blessing to, even though we just connected recently, to be a witness to that and to to be a part of that. And so I want you to go ahead and pray for our listeners right now. Yes, certainly. Lord Jesus, this afternoon, I present every listener into your hands and into your throne room right now. Lord, you know where everyone is by season and by time, and God, even by location, mentally, spiritually, and physically. And I'm asking you, oh God, that somehow that the word that has been spoken will find good grounds in their hearts, that it will bring forth good fruit in its season. I'm asking you, oh God, to touch every life right now, for the person that is struggling, for the person who's trying to find their destiny, for the person that, oh God, is just trying to rise from the ashes of their life. God, I pray that Romans 8, 28 will just resonate in their hearts, that he that has begun a good work in them is able to perform it until the end, until you put in your appearance. I'm asking you, oh God, to strengthen, to uplift, and to release hope into their lives even now and cause them to understand that, oh God, you have called them to higher places. You have called them, oh God, to be everything that you have destined them to be. And for those who may be in their cocoons even now, God, I pray that you allow them to stay there, to stay there until the time of emerging will come. Help them not to rush the process but help them to stay in the process until you see fit to release them into butterflies. God, one more time, I ask, oh God, that your spirit will hover, that your spirit will guide, and your spirit will lead. Let your word be a lamp onto their feet and a light onto their path. This I pray today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You know, at the sound of our voices today, someone's life, that one has changed. And if you, as a listener or someone that actually was viewing this on the live streaming, I want you to reach out to us and really take the time. Let us know how you were able to maybe glean something in particular and take away so that you're able to get to a higher level and a deeper depth in Christ that God wants to take you in this season 
of your life. I believe that chains are going to be broken. And I believe deliverance and healing will come about in the lives of our listeners, in your life, your life, the one, because each one can reach one. Yes, Lord, in Jesus' name, yes. yes. So, Danielle, where can people connect with you? I am... <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for me to do, but I am, I am on That's All Devotionals that is uh, active on Facebook and also on YouTube. I do have an IG page where I'll just release just photos of, of people that I'm going to have on and things like that. But uh, actively, the, the devotions are on Facebook and on YouTube. I also do have the, the talk show with four other phenomenal women that's on New England Christian Television Network, NECTN for short. And we air Wednesdays at 1 p.m. And we are talking about women issues that has long been taboo in the church or even in the world. And our endeavor is to demo those walls and to reconstruct them with wholesome conversation that will lead other women to wellness and wholeness and healing. And so that is what we try to do on that show. I'm also on that same network, um, NECTN, uh, in the mornings with the principles and promises of God. Right now, I am not there daily, but I'm there on Wednesday mornings from 8 a.m. Uh, to 9 a.m. in the mornings with my wonderful pastor of over 18 years. And so God has opened that door during the pandemic, but because I'm transitioning back into work as an educator, I have to limit my time there. But there are other phenomenal hosts that are also on that platforms in the morning from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Wonderful things that are happening there. So that's where you can find me. My personal number is also on the That's All devotional pages. And uh, people reach out to me all the time by telephone or by messenger on that platform. So however I can be of help and I am always open to helping others to get to their destiny that I see that God has for them. So that's where I am. <laughs> awesome. Um, Danielle, thank you so much for being a blessing you. to me personally and the body of Christ. Thank you. Thank you, Stacey. Thank you. Uh, certainly this has been wonderful and I'm, I'm glad that we're able to continue vibing. <laughs> yes, yes. You are doing a wonderful job. And I got to say, when you were on my platform, I talked about your posh background. <laughs> I tried. I, I tried. It's lovely. Actually, I did notice that. Beautiful. I mean, nothing like mirrors and gold to sparkle the scene. I love it. <laughs> I said I had to get to the to best place in my, in my to match this. But you're doing a phenomenal okay. job. Wasn't her guest just phenomenal? Oh, so much fun. I want to take the time to share some Radiant Pearl takeaways. We're now at the place where we're going to just break down. I'm going to share my takeaways and you be sure to tag me and let me know what your takeaways are. First, it's influence as many people as possible, one person at a time. Takeaway two, every life that you touch will influence someone else. Three, the power of a testimony to propagate, spread the message is incredible. Four, prayer will change your trajectory and direct everything in your life. Five, be willing to release and surrender those things you dreamt of doing to fulfill the ultimate purpose. God has for your life. Six, through the process, God is trying to edit certain things in your life. 
Seven, God will release you into your destiny. Just start writing. Eight, sometimes there are seasons of preparation. Nine, you must first be at a place where you can hear his voice and then be obedient. Ten, setbacks is God's way of editing the purpose, editing our destiny and future of our lives. Eleven, a derailment can be caused to remind us of where we are coming from and to keep us humble on the journey. Twelve, the editing process involves removing and adding to enhance the flavor of what's written. Thirteen, the pain that has been inflicted in your life, that is not who you are. Fourteen, do you want to be comfortable or do you want to grow? Fifteen, hold on to the victories. Don't let it go. Keep the change. As we continue to share multi-generational stories that inspire, I want to invite you to tell a friend about this podcast. Tag me on Instagram or Facebook. What was your greatest takeaway? And sharing your stories and experiences because they have meaning. I'd love to hear from you. You can connect with me on Instagram at Lady Stacy's Aunt or at Radiant Pearl Living, where I personally respond and reshare your highlights of your takeaways when you tag me. We also love to connect on the Radiant Pearl Living Facebook page and group. Simply use hashtag Radiant Pearl Living Writing Well for a chance to be featured. Listen to the stories of our elders, millennial mentees who've become mentors themselves as you strive to find your purpose. Delve deeper in the discussion and ideas through journaling questions provided in our weekly newsletter. Thank you for listening to Radiant Pearl Living RPL Live with Stacey Zant. Visit us at radiantpearlliving.com slash episode 25. And I look forward to connecting with you as I encourage you to live a radiant life you love.